Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The first podcast of the new decade for Jonathan and myself. This is Future Brew, our Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here on SB Nation's Amazing Brew. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and as I just alluded to, John Simmons is with me today, as he always is. John, how was your time off? I know we've had a, a couple weeks off here from the podcast. Did you enjoy your uh, your holiday season and your new year? Yeah, it was great. All rested up, ready to get right back into it. Yep, me too, man. I'm I'm very excited and uh, kind of bookending here for the 2020 class. Going to move forward to 2021. We'll talk about a few uh, commitments here. We'll talk about them later, but let's move forward to 2021. Uh, this class is, uh, I mean, if you look at it real quickly, just glancing at it, there are a lot of real top prospects there for the taking for Michigan. A lot of them in their backyard, uh, a lot of them in some of the pipeline states that they have established over the last few cycles here. Uh, and so let's just go over some of these top targets that Michigan's going to be going after here uh, on the gridiron for the 2021 class. Uh, they've already got their quarterback locked in JJ McCarthy. He's been committed for quite a while now. I don't really see him wavering in that commitment at all. So the quarterback position, uh, he's a five-star guy. It's already looking pretty good there. Uh, at running back, we'll just go uh, in order of position back. I think their top target, um, uh, despite some reports of maybe it not being him, but I think it's Donovan Edwards. He's a top 50 guy from West Bloomfield. Uh, he's been 
linked to Michigan for a while now, especially considering that a few of his teammates uh, on the 2020 side of things are going to Michigan now. I know that there are a few articles out there recently that uh, Kamar Wheaton, the five-star from Texas, might be the top guy. But honestly, I, I can't really see it not being Donovan Edwards at this point. What do you think, John? Who, who do you think their, their top guy is at our running back in this class? Well, I certainly think uh, Edwards is much more likely, you know, pulling a top guy, a five-star from Texas is never going to be easy. And I think that uh, Michigan would, would rather, you know, spend the resources on other players when if they can get Edwards early in their backyard in West Bloomfield where they've had some success lately. So uh, I think, yeah, Edwards is clearly the, the top guy. And if not him, then maybe just a little bit uh, south in Ohio with uh, the Cincinnati four-star uh, Corey Kiner, who's I think is just outside the top 100, but he's been a, a top guy for a while too. Um, Michigan's unsurprisingly battling Ohio State for, for Kiner and uh, running back's big position of need for them in the 2021 uh, class. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Michigan can hold off the Buckeyes because they had a good start in that recruitment. Uh, they really have. Uh, they, they've had a really good start. They, they were, they, they uh, uh, offered him before Ohio State did. And uh, typically, if you're able to do that, you get at least get your foot in the door for an Ohio kid. And uh, it, it was it was a little concerning, though, seeing Corey Kiner tweet about Ohio State being in the playoffs uh, and, and kind of live tweeting that game against Clemson. And that's one of the many advantages that playoff teams have when it comes to uh, recruiting. Uh, you're on the national spotlight and you want to, especially for a hometown kid like like Corey Kiner, not not necessarily hometown, but home state, I should say. Um, but yeah, those, those guys I would imagine are definitely the top two. Wheaton would be up there as well. Uh, so running backs looking pretty good so far uh, in 2021. Wide receiver, on the other hand, uh, they I don't know they they haven't really reached out to a ton of guys and made consistent contact. It seems like at the very least uh, with some wide receivers in this class, uh, but they do have one in East Lansing uh, that they've been communicating with uh, semi-frequently here, and that's Andrew Anthony. Uh, he's a three-star guy. He's he's more of your, uh, you know, prototypical go down the field and, and go get it. He's, he's 6'2", 165, definitely got room to grow. Uh, he, he's been the one that they've been, at the very least, it seems like consistently talking to. Uh, not really much else out there, but honestly, after the receiver hall that they had in 2020, I wouldn't be shocked if they only took a guy or two uh, in 2021. What do you think? Yeah, there, there's not too many big uh, blue chip guys that Michigan's in on right now. Um, I'd say the one guy I really like is De- uh, Deckel Crowdis. He's from Kentucky originally, but then he transferred to IMG before this last season. Um, he's crazy fast. I think he ran in the four threes at uh, an opening regional. He's got an over 40-inch vertical. Uh, he's just super athletic. And uh, after he was a you know a three-star when uh, Michigan offered, but after that, he's blown up and is uh, in the, the top 200 now for the nation. So I think he's uh, someone that Michigan will be going hard after. Uh, but other than him... There's there's Deion Burks, the, the another Michigan guy uh, from Belleville, who's a wide receiver that they could go after, but he's kind of a mid three star right now. Um, so yeah, there's not too many big top tier targets right now. Yeah. 
It doesn't really seem so, and I'm sure that there will be more that emerge as the months go on during this uh, spring period and they get kids on campus for visits and things like that. So um, there will probably be more that that, uh, eventually show up here and, um, you know, Michigan ends up going after with with Gaddis because, I mean, there are a ton of these athlete kind of guys that that, uh, 24-7 at least has listed as athlete that – they could be like a slot receiver or something along those lines, like uh, Travion Henderson, the uh, Virginia athlete. He's he's fringe top 100. I could see him being like a slot receiver kind of guy or a running back, honestly. Um, they're going after him as well. So tight end uh, kind of seems like it's it's a foregone conclusion that the top guy is at this moment four-star Thomas Fidone. He's a, uh, a kid from Iowa. He's 6'5", 215. Pulling a tight end from the state of Iowa, I feel like is uh, pretty difficult. It's like pulling any kid away from Texas, um, pulling any kid away uh, from uh, Alabama or, or Louisiana, away from their home state schools there. But Fidon is, seems like a pretty good prospect here. I, I think he's going to end up being one of those guys that uh, quickly makes it into, uh, at the very least, I would say the top 100. He's at two or I'm sorry, top 200. He's at 275 right now, a number 10 tight end in the country. Uh, got offers from Iowa, Nebraska, a lot of these uh, pretty good Big Ten schools for developing tight ends at the very least. So I would imagine he would be the top guy at this very moment. Uh, what do you think, John? Yeah, I could definitely see that. He's the tight end's kind of a – I think Michigan's offered most of the, the top 10 guys in the country. They went on a little bit of a spree – in December offering guys like Hudson Wolf and Brock Bowers, uh, these four-star guys. Yeah. I don't know how much in, like uh, mutual interest there is with them. We'll see like once visits start happening in this uh, upcoming like winter and spring. Um, but I think the, another guy to look out for is Lewis Hansen, who's from uh, Massachusetts. He's a, he's a four-star um, tight end. He's, he, I think he plays in the same league as Cleo Mullings and uh, Zach Sinter did, but I could be wrong about that. Um, but he's, you know, tight end from New England. So, you know, you got your Luke Sconemakers and your Sean McCunes. You can never, that seems to be the right up the alley for Michigan recruiting success. Yep. So I, I definitely say that just based on those two factors alone, Michigan will be in the race for Hanson for a while. You would imagine at the very least, given all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, tight end, it seems like there are a few guys right now. Um, that, that they could definitely be in the running for by the end of uh, this recruiting cycle here. Offensive line, you can honestly just look at the state of Michigan and say there are all of their top targets. Obviously, there are a few other ones other than uh, the names that you've probably heard already. Rocco Spindler being at the top of the list. I would imagine he's got to be committing at some point soon because he just keeps visiting. Uh, it seems like he's clicked really well with the uh, – other two guys in this class being uh, a Giovanni Elhadi, who's also an offensive lineman, and a J.J. McCarthy. Uh, so you got Spindler, you got Garrett Dellinger, who is uh, Spindler's teammate over there in Clarkson. Uh, and then probably the number one center prospect remaining for Michigan is uh, Raheem Anderson, who plays at Cast Tech in Detroit. He's almost a top 200 guy there as well. So you just look at the state of Michigan. You got a lot of really talented guys on the offensive line, and that's not to mention Rayshon Benny, too. He's a Oak Park kid who's a, a top 200 offensive tackle. 
and just tons of talent in the state. But if we're going outside of the state, who do you think would be the uh, top guys uh, along the offensive line for Ed Warner to go after? Uh, I'd say outside the state, there's still some really good options out there. Uh, Landon Tangwall uh, just got bumped up to a five-star. He's uh, out, uh, out in, from D.C.'s teammates with uh, Chris Jenkins Jr. Um, at uh, Our Lady of Good Counsel. Uh, he's Mm-hmm. Uh, he has Michigan in his top three with Penn State and Notre Dame. Um, I think Michigan is running third there right now. Um, so there is some work to do for Michigan. I know Penn State did get uh, – they just hired a new offensive uh, line coach, so that could shake things up a bit. Uh, most of the crystal balls are for the Nittany Lions right now. So maybe that could give the coaches some opening to go in there and uh, nab Tingwall. Um, they've also got – Guys like Eli Sutton and Noah Josie from uh, Tennessee, who have both visited uh, a couple times in the past summer and fall. Uh, Sutton's a tackle and Josie's a, a guard. Uh, Josie had was rated as a three-star for a long time, but he had every offer in the country you could want, for, like Alabama, Georgia, uh, you know, obviously Tennessee, in-state, uh, whatever you want. He just got bumped up to a four-star, so it seems like the ranking services yeah. are, are finally catching up to that. And then the last one I'd mention with a that Michigan has a really good shot with is a uh, David Davidkov. The uh, he's from Illinois. He's a six-five tackle. Uh, he recently got a bunch of crystal balls for Michigan. Uh, I know that Sharon Moore is doing a really good job recruiting Illinois for Michigan, and combine that with Warner and what he's been able to do. I think that's a good combo that'll eventually see Davidkov uh, joining Michigan at some point. Yeah, I think he's probably bound to go blue, too, uh, at some point in the near future. Uh, bottom line, though, Ed Warner's done a really good job getting Michigan in here for uh, some really high-ranked kids. A couple five-stars here, like you mentioned, Tangwall, Nolan Rucci being another one from Pennsylvania, even though it kind of looks at this point like it's going to be Penn State's recruitment to lose there. But to still even get in the conversation there uh, is really good work on Warner's part, and he's done a really nice job recruiting the offensive line. and. Uh, years like this year where you get four out of your five uh, starters on the offensive line, it's it's really, really important to recruit a ton of these uh, kids out of high school to, to play offensive line. They had six uh, guys in the 2019 class, I believe, and had uh, they've, they've got a few more coming in here in 2020, and they're, they're definitely going to want to go after a, a few more here in uh, 2021 as well. So uh, definitely looking good. The outlook is very good the offensive line the defensive line uh looking pretty good i would say uh one thing that i know that michigan recruiting fans uh really really strive for uh for the wolverines to get our big defensive tackles and john i'm here to tell you that they are in on a few of those in this recruiting cycle unlike this past one they weren't really in it uh, for a couple of these guys but Tywon malone uh he is probably the biggest fish uh in the sea here for Don Brown and for Sean Nua. He's uh, number 38 overall. He's from New Jersey. Losing Chris Partridge obviously hurts in this recruitment. And if you lose Anthony Campanelli, I would imagine that they'd probably be out of the running for this guy. But fingers crossed uh, for recruiting purposes that uh, Camp stays here and uh, is able to to work his uh, New Jersey magic. Uh, he actually played uh, with Jordan Moran, I believe, uh, in New Jersey. So having a connection there is uh, very nice. And then uh, the other defensive tackle that I wanted to mention real quick, John, is a uh, victory Vaca. 
uh, he's another guy that is connected with uh, Sean Nua really well. He's out west. He's in California. He's a top 200 guy, and uh, he recently put Michigan in his top list of schools. So uh, pretty decent work being done recruiting uh, big-time defensive tackles here. Uh, unlike uh, in 2020, they didn't really do a whole lot of that. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, you, if you're trying to go after a few of these guys, those, those two that I mentioned, I, I feel are uh, – a pretty pretty good guys to go after. Who who do you think? Uh, do, you, do you think there are any other guys on the interior uh, that they have a shot with? And uh, who do you think are the the main targets uh, on the edge? Um, so I think I want to mention two other guys on the interior. Um, George mm-hmm. Rooks is from New Jersey. He's uh, been offered by Michigan for a while now. He uh, just was at the Under Armour top 50 2021 camp thing that was going on uh, along with the, the 2020 game. Um, and he mentioned uh, Michigan is one of his top schools that was contacting him and he's considering the most Notre Dame, I think is the team to beat uh, with Rooks right now. And then uh, James Gillespie, he's a four star from Virginia that uh, was up on campus, I think for the Ohio state game and uh, recently got an offer. So that's a, a pretty good option. That's coming on uh pretty quickly, I think, at the end of the season there to just to keep an eye on. So, yeah, there's plenty okay. of good options for 2021 at tackle, I think. Um, as for the edge, um, I think you got to start with another guy from New Jersey is Aaron Armitage, uh, the four-star defensive end. He's been uh, up on campus a couple of times. I think he was there for the barbecue and at least a game or two this, this fall. Um, I think Michigan definitely had the lead over the summer, but other schools like Penn State and Notre Dame – definitely made a push. I know Armitage was waiting for a Notre Dame offer for a while and he finally got it and that swung some crystal balls towards them. Um, so yeah, losing Campanelli or Ann Partridge would definitely, I think, put a dent in his recruitment since he's from Jersey, but Michigan did get a good yeah. lead before. So that, that would, I would say is a top target right now. Yeah. Armitage definitely uh, being the defensive end target. He's, he's definitely their top guy in my opinion as well. I was going to mention him if you didn't, uh, so I'm glad you did. But, yeah, I mean, l- losing out on Partridge just in general w- was a big hit to recruiting, but especially the New Jersey area. You're going to see if, if Camp leaves too, uh, Camp and Alley, it, it's it's going to take a huge hit on uh, some of these kids in 2021, and Armitage would most definitely be one of them. Uh, so, so they've got some pretty good guys uh, on the defensive line that they can go after, but um, – if they lose Campanelli, it's it's going to take a big hit there. Uh, linebacker, though, uh, they've got a few clear top targets here, and I think they're in good shape for a couple of them. Uh, I, in my opinion, I think their top guy is Jack Hollifield. He's from uh, North Carolina. He's he's more of your traditional uh, inside linebacker uh, kind of guy. He, he's number 269 overall on the composite right now. Uh, I, I believe... He's got uh, a brother that plays for Virginia Tech, and I, I think that's why they have 100% of the crystal balls at this point, but I think Michigan's going to go all out for him. And then another guy that they probably go all out for is Jamari Budden, the uh, Belleville outside linebacker. He's another top 300 player, four-star guy, uh, all crystal balls to Michigan at this point. I think those are probably your top guys, and uh, I would be – a shocked if they didn't land uh, at least one of those two, John. Yeah, I I think so. They're going to be really picky, and I think that's going to be attractive to some of these guys. 
uh, trying to to land a spot in Michigan's class. Um, who knows? They could take a take both. I, I know Hollyfield's kind of more of an inside guy, while Button's more of an <laughs> outside kind of viper ish target. So I think there's definitely room for both. Um, there's some other guys like Kobe King, the Cast Tech guy. He's his twins, a cornerback. Um, I could see them taking both as a package deal. Um, there's Junior Colson, the four-star from Tennessee. He was up on campus um, for a game this this season. Uh, they could grab him as well. Um, there's a few other guys, like Brandon Jennings, the, the high four-star from Florida, who yeah. uh, visited kind of surprisingly for a game this season. And from what it sounds like, he actually does have legitimate interest in Michigan. So that would be quite the pull and be a good job uh, by the staff there. Um, but kind of holding back expectations on that for now. But yeah, I think the linebacker, even if position, even if they just land, but in, in uh, King, like the two in-state guys, I think they'll be fine just given how well they recruited it this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, move, moving on to defensive back. Lastly here, uh, not a ton of clear top guys here either, kind of like wide receiver. Uh, they had a ton, again, in this past recruiting cycle, so um, not a big deal if they don't land a ton of these uh, top guys here in the defensive backfield. I guess the one guy that I would mention is Bryce Steele, who they've been after for a while. It, he's more of your uh, Viper linebacker slash safety. They could probably move him all over the place. He's one. He's from... Uh, Virginia, he's a three-star. They've been going after him for a while, so I would imagine that he's probably uh, one of the top guys in the defensive backfield uh, that Don Brown has been wanting because they've been recruiting him for uh, quite a long time now. So uh, is is there anyone else, cornerback, safety, that sticks out to you at this moment, John? Uh, Yeah, it's kind of like wide receiver. There's not a bunch of big guys right now. There's the John House, the fourth is from Kentucky. He's listed as an athlete, um, but he's being recruited mostly uh, as a cornerback, at least by Penn State and Maryland. Um, so just kind of inferring from that, that's what I'm guessing where Michigan wants him as well. Um, he's a low three-star, but he just got – he visited with a bunch of his teammates for the uh, barbecue back in uh, July, and then he didn't get an offer then, but he did uh, in December during the evaluation period. So I think his junior film, the staff really liked so he could be in line for uh, something bumping up uh, soon. But as for cornerbacks, there's not too many right now on the board. No, it's it's pretty dry at this moment. I know that, uh, you know, like I said, they, they, they took a few guys in this 2020 class, um, two, two guys at cornerback and a few safeties. So um, I'm sure the board will develop as, as things go on. It's, it's only – uh, early January here uh, for the 2021 class. So guys will uh, creep up the board here. Um, I, I wouldn't worry too much about this at, at this moment in time, but there are a lot of uh, really high ranked guys just kind of all over the place that uh, uh, Michigan's going after at this point. So uh, that, I, in my opinion, John, I, I think the way that this, this is shaping up, uh, this could be a really good class for Michigan. They've got a, a shot at several top 100 guys. They've got a shot at a few five stars, and they've already got a five star in this class, and they've got two uh, two top 100 guys in this class. So it, it's looking good so far. Um, I, I think that by the time it's all said and done, they could uh, outrank their 2020 class, which I believe at this moment it stands at number 11 overall on the composite. I could definitely see this being a top 10 class. 
I would imagine that they would get Rocco Spindler on board. And uh, there are a few other uh, top guys on their board that I would imagine that they would land. So I could definitely see, see this being another top 10 class for Harbaugh. Uh, uh, what do you kind of think at this moment? Do you think that they'll end up landing most of these top guys like uh, Spindler, especially the in-state guys, more than some of the out-of-state guys? But I can see this being a pretty top class here, John. Yeah, I think the, the in-state class is going to provide a good uh, kind of cushion, I guess, for Michigan. It gives them a lot more leeway. Um, because they can take a lot of these guys a lot easier. Um, they, they've been crushing Michigan State in the field, so I don't think that's nearly the threat it was maybe like two cycles ago with Deontay Dobbs and uh, Julian Barnett. Um, I think anyone that Michigan wants in the state, they're, they're going to go to Michigan, not Michigan State. It will be the other schools like you know Ohio State coming in to take like a, a Donovan Edwards or someone like that that Michigan will have to look out for. But I think as long as they they get keep getting these guys on campus uh, throughout throughout the the whole uh, off season using those early official visits like they've been doing you know having the big June recruiting weekend that uh, ended up with like having half the class commit uh, this year yeah. um, I think that it's going to be good to to help them uh, get the get those guys in and start recruiting their their peers like Rocco Spindler would do wonders right now. I think in the class with, along with Giovanni Elhadi and uh, JJ McCarthy and recruiting more guys. Yep. I absolutely agree. I think the dominoes will start falling probably within the next few months. And uh, I, I would imagine that they get a couple of these top guys here, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's it for now for uh, 2021. Uh, we'll uh, take a quick break here and we will come back and talk about a few commits uh, from over the holiday season. So stick around. We will be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. We will wrap up today's podcast by talking about a couple commits that happened over the holidays. We'll start on the football field with Darian Green Warren. He committed... Uh, very recently, just over this past weekend, uh, committed over uh, USC uh, and a few other schools, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Uh, but it, it seemed pretty clear that Michigan was uh, the, the team to beat, especially after his official visit a few weeks ago. It was pretty much down to Michigan and USC at the end of the day. And uh, I, I think Clay Helton being retained kind of helped a little bit. Uh, in this endeavor to get uh, to get Darian Green Warren to, to lock in his commitment to Michigan. He's now the second quarterback commit in the 2020 class, joining Andre Selden, who, if you haven't noticed, has had a really good camp season here and uh, is one of the early enrollees, along with Darian Green Warren. So 
John, this is a pretty big commitment here for Michigan. Otherwise, they were only going to have one cornerback commit in this class, and it was going to be Selden, who, uh, despite his height, has played really well, but they probably won't uh, let him line up against the uh, six foot three, six foot four guys all that often on the outside. So having a guy uh, like Darian Green Warren, six foot tall, 187 pounds true outside cornerback it's uh, good to get at least one top guy in this class for you of them yeah it's hard not to feel a lot better about the quarterbacks after the week that someone has and and uh green warden green warren excuse me committing um you know apparently they had to overcome a, a silent commit to usc that he had during the season um honestly i think the 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 staff going after cj stroud helped them get Green Warren, even though Stroud went to Ohio State, because I don't, uh, Green Warren was planned to visit for the, the game um, against Ohio State and ended up canceling, but he decided to go for another official visit the next week with Stroud. And I'm not sure if he comes, if his buddy isn't also going with him. And, you know, on that visit, I think uh, Zordich and Harbaugh helped convince him to, to flip to Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he always kept talking about it's a business decision, and all that, um, I think he really responded to, uh, you know, Zordich's message, which is good because I don't. I think he definitely recruits very differently than other position coaches. He just kind of lays it out there without sugarcoating it and uses experience and in, in the NFL and developing guys at Michigan to speak for him. And I think Green Warren uh, responded very well to like uh, David Long specifically being from Southern Cal and coming all the way across the country and ended up being. Uh, a you know a third round draft pick so i think he he saw that uh he had a good path and opportunity for him at michigan yeah that's honestly a really good point that you bring up zordich is uh definitely an interesting recruiter he doesn't uh he, he, i well i don't know how he recruits exactly precisely but i would imagine he's probably not the guy that is constantly parading kids with text messages and uh, all these uh other things that some of the other younger guys are probably doing. Zordich is a very in-your-face, straight-up kind of guy, and uh, that's exactly the tactic that he's been using in his recruiting since he's been in Michigan, and obviously Darian Green-Warren uh, uh, liked the approach and and the fact that, like you said, David Long was a, a third-round draft pick and the development that Zordich has been able to do with the defensive backs, uh, specifically the cornerbacks, has been uh, – are really impressive at Michigan and got a lot of guys drafted and he's going to have a, a few more drafted here, uh, specifically with LaVert Hill coming up in uh, this year's draft. So it, definitely good to get him on board on the 2020 class. I would imagine that he'd probably be uh, competing right away given that he's an early enrollee and uh, they're probably going to need a, a guy or two to step up uh, this upcoming season. So I, I could definitely see uh, Darian Green Warren getting some some run there as a freshman. Uh, would not surprise me one bit. Um, but on the basketball side of things, uh, the one commit that Juwan Howard got, it was on New Year's Day, uh, was Terrence, Terrence Williams. Uh, he's a top 100 guy, four-star power forward from Washington, D.C., uh, he was committed to Georgetown initially, decommitted, and then uh, it didn't take too long to get him on campus and then get him locked into Michigan. Um, it, this class is shaping up to be really, really good for Jawan Howard's very first class at U of M. Ranked number four overall right now on 24-7's uh, composite, along with uh, Zeb Jackson, a four-star guard. 
Isaiah Todd, who is obviously the uh, crown jewel of the class, the five-star forward, and then uh, Hunter Dickinson, the fringe five-star center. So this is uh, shaping up to be a very good class. And there are a couple guys left here, John. It, it could move up even further into the top three uh, by the time it's all said and done. But uh, Terrence Williams, a really good addition here. I think he'll be uh, fighting for some minutes his freshman season as well. Uh, along with probably most of these kids in this class, quite honestly, uh, by the time attrition sets in. And, uh, yeah, this, this could be a, uh, a a really, really nice first class for Juwan Howard, for sure. Yeah, Williams is kind of the guy that's going to be around the program for three to four years, I think. Um, there's a lot of talk about, you know, in the scouting report, how he just likes doing the dirty work. He just gets down there and, you know, we'll, we'll rebound and go after – loose balls and things like yeah. that. He's not the most athletic guy, but he just grinds and kind of like a player, I think that like would be a star at Virginia or, you know, maybe like UNC and Duke before they went started going one and done. I think he's kind of that glue guy that helps build championship teams. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it's a good mix so far with the, the big time one and dones with Todd and then the, the three and three, four development year guys like uh, Hunter Dickinson and, Terrence Williams and Zeb Jackson. So if they land a superstar like Josh Christopher, um, which apparently may be happening, there's some predictions coming in for Michigan. Um, we'll see about that. I think that would just be the cherry on top and would completely blow anyone's expectations out of the water. I think um, even, you know, the, the, the biggest uh, fans in the world, I don't think would admit that Michigan might have a top three recruiting class. Yeah, it's it, it's very crazy to to think, uh, just given the way that John Beeline recruited back when he was the coach at U of M, and wouldn't typically get these five star guys. I believe uh, Beeline only had one five star in his tenure at U of M, and and I, I believe that was Glenn Robinson the third. All of his other guys were pretty much high four stars or uh, really really low developmental guys like uh, Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman. Um, but yeah, you know they, they've got another shot with uh, with Josh Christopher. Um, like you had mentioned, I don't believe that uh, there are any crystal balls right now for Josh Christopher on twenty four seven. But I, th- I think one of the rivals guys ended up putting in a prediction uh, for him uh, semi recently. Um, so it, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, he he tweeted out uh, the other day when Michigan was playing Michigan State that uh, that he was watching the game. And uh, it's 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 big to get that kind of reaction uh, from a team that is uh, recruiting you hard and is uh, uh, all the way on the other side of the country here. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, Michigan, UCLA, Missouri is in there. Arizona State's in there. Um, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out at the end of the day. And then they got Jace Howard still uh, uh, waiting there too. He's going to be committing. Uh, at least by the end of this month, he had announced on Twitter, and this is a Juwan Howard son, obviously, uh, with uh, Jace Howard. So, yeah, this this could end up being a, a pretty interesting class by the time it's all said and done, John. Um, do, you, do you think at this moment that they would land Josh Christopher? I, I mean, I, at this point, it looks like Jace Howard's probably going to commit to Michigan. Seven crystal ball predictions uh, for him to go to Michigan at this point. Uh, what yeah. do you think about Christopher, though? I mean, I that does seem to be the smoke coming from inside. I know some other insiders are saying that Michigan does lead. I mean, when you look at the other programs that he's considering, like you said, UCLA is just 
a dumpster fire this Terrible. year. They keep losing to these yeah. teams ranked in like the three hundreds. Like just based purely on basketball, which with these top guys, it's never just purely basketball. But uh, I mean, Michigan's clearly in the best spot right now. I think he's really responded to uh, to Jawan Howard, and I think Christopher's kind of a different kid. He's he doesn't play for one of those like a Monteverde Academy like Zeb Jackson does, or one of those you know right. high school basketball factories. He's stuck with his original high school team, so I think he likes that loyalty, and he'll respond to that Howard coming home to his his alma mater. I think he likes that uh, aspect of it. Um, so I, we'll see. I, right now, I, I might have to say that it is Michigan. It's looking pretty good. I'll, I'll give it that much. I don't know if I'm uh, confident enough to say that uh, he'll, he'll be committing to Michigan at any time soon, but it's, it, it definitely is looking good. Um, so I, I think that's about to do it here. John, do you have any final thoughts on uh, anything that we've talked about at all today? No, I'm excited for both classes, I think, 2021 for football and uh, 2020 for basketball. Both look like they're off to good starts. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. They, they certainly both are off to good starts. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how all this shapes up, too. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's going to do it for us today. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at on Twitter? At Simmons underscore John. And you can follow Maze and Brew on Twitter at Maze and Brew. Give us a like on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to rate and uh, subscribe to all of our podcasts here on SB Nation uh, Podcast Network. Uh, we'll be back next week with another recruiting podcast here. So uh, for John, I am Vaughn. We'll talk to you guys next week. And go Blue.